It was such a great night for the Angels that ESPN and Jeff Passan tweeted about it. You know that's something special, right? What a game and what a player Taylor Ward is turning out to be. Plus, we're always in on Mike Trout, so we're asking this question. Are we seeing peak Mike Trout? And we'll tell you what position on the field has the least amount of impact on the Angels' season success. You're Locked On with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. This Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On Angel listeners get $50 off a $500 purchase. Use the code Locked On at checkout. Welcome to Locked On Angels. You've got the Frisch Brothers, a.k.a. the Super Halo Bros with you. My name is John and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike and that's my brother John. What a game the Angels had last night against the Guardians. That is the offense firing on all cylinders, Mike. That was so much fun to watch. And can I can I have a moment of confession on the pod, of course. John? Of course. When, when we went down to nothing, I had angel PTSD <laughs> because we won the first two games, right? And yeah. then we're down to nothing. Shohei is struggling. And there was a part of my brain, and I, please forgive me, it's just PTSD, right? <laughs> I had this part of my brain that said, well... At least we got the first two games, and then maybe tomorrow we can actually try to win the series, is what I said last night. Sure. And then Taylor Ward suddenly becomes Mike Trout the second and has an incredible game, John. Yeah, incredible. Taylor Ward, man, grand slam to get us back in the lead. Of course, it was nice that we came right back and tied it up 2-2, but Taylor Ward got the grand slam. He hit a double, a triple, and a walk. So close to the cycle, uh, he came up and and he only needed the single, but he flew out on the first pitch. Yeah, he rocketed Man, that what, ball. <laughs> what a game from Taylor Ward. Man, we have been talking about how he is our Jared Walsh of this year, and by extension, the David Fletcher of 2020 and 2019. Yeah, right? no kidding. We had these players coming up through our system that you kind of think, eh, you know, and you mentioned Jeff Passan's tweet. And one thing that he said at the end of it was Taylor Ward's putting it together at age 28. (laughs) Wow. Even though he's a first round pick, it's taken him this long to really put it together. And now he's showing that first round potential. What were we? Have we been wrong about Taylor Ward this whole time? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I wonder you made a comment a while back when we were talking on the Super Halo Brothers pod about Matt Theis. And, and we were talking yeah. about how he has had to jump around to different positions. And yeah. you were giving him some grace for not being the backup this year and the Angels bringing back Kurt Suzuki for culture mm-hmm. and also for leadership. But Theis just wasn't ready. I wonder if that's the same story with Taylor Ward because yeah. he was a catcher and then they, they tried him at other positions and then they're like, hey, like third base. Yeah, and, let's stick him in yeah. the outfield and see what happens. And you know that he's already having to think through being a hitter, but then you're having to learn a whole new position. And I'm sure that that plays in your mind. I'm sure that that plays on your nerves. Plus you're on a team with Shohei Otani and Mike Trout and you want to perform. They haven't been to the playoffs and all the pressure, right? And I (laughs) I wonder if maybe that played into it a bit, but this really goes to show how much maturity is necessary 
for these ball players because Ward always looks like he's calm, cool, and collected, but now he's playing like he's calm, cool, and collected. Yeah, that's a really good distinction. And of course, maturity comes with age. And now that he's 28 years old, I mean, you can't get much more mature than that. <laughs> and right. as much time as he spent in the league, it's really great to see him have success. We are loving what Taylor Ward is doing, especially in that leadoff spot. It Man, what a change it makes to this lineup to have Taylor Ward batting first, Shohei behind him, Trout behind him, etc. And it's just made all the difference this week against the Guardians. Speaking of Joe Madden and lineups and, and players that are having breakouts that come out of nowhere... Joe Madden seems to be the king of having guys who have breakouts on his teams. <laughs> he right? does, yeah. I have two that come to mind. One is Ben Zobrist. Oh, on I love Ben the Zobrist. Rays. Yep. Zob- Zobrist was awesome. And then, of course, Javi Baez on the Cubs. Both were big contributors to the playoffs and those World Series runs. Of course, the Rays got to, to the World Series in 08. The Cubs won the World Series in 16. So yep. Joe Madden just seems to have a knack for. That guy. I want that guy right there. Yeah. (laughs) And I want him to do well. And it seems like Taylor Ward is that version of Zobrist and Baez this year. Okay. Tell me if I'm being ridiculous. All right. Okay. You can can be honest with me. Taylor Ward making an MVP run. Ooh. What do you think? Taylor Ward making an MVP run. Man, if this is the guy we get all season long, and if he's going to be a clutch hitter like this and and things don't go wrong, I mean, he's definitely going to be in contention for that. Could we have three possible MVPs Unreal. on this team? Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, no wow. kidding. He's at least making a run for most valuable April, right? Like the MVA. <laughs> the MVA. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, he probably will be the player of the month, and he's only played, what, 11 games and yeah. started off yeah. on the injured list. And you know it was a really great game because... We haven't even mentioned Shohei Otani, and he was on the mound, and Mike Trout and what he did. We'll talk about him in the next segment, but man, Taylor Ward is is the king, bro, and, and, and here's what I love is we have people who love the pod and some friends who love the pod, and our buddy Davey Brun texted us, and he said, Johnny, you predicted it. He is the next Jared <laughs> Walsh, and so I, I love watching him last night, and and here here's the other thing that I, would, I wanted to say. Uh, I guess Joe Adele's not going to be in the lineup anytime soon, Ooh. right? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, there's probably going to be some sort of platoon with him and Marsh, yeah. righty-lefty kind of platoon, and having those guys in left field, but as far as right field, it's Taylor Ward's right field locked at this in point. I got a really good uh, idea here, Mike, and it's I know that we're going to talk about Trout in segment two, but I, I have to bring this up. Trout was called up in 2012 upon the release of Bobby Abreu. Yeah. And really took over running that outfield and really stepped up and had an incredible rookie season. And I know this isn't Taylor Ward's rookie season, but we got rid of Justin Upton because of the spring that Taylor Ward had. Yeah. And this same pattern happened last season with Jared Walsh and Albert Pujols. And it's really interesting to see when you have these veteran guys who aren't quite what they used to be get replaced and let go by the Angels only for somebody else to step up into that role. I think Taylor Ward has just done an incredible job and really owned up to the fact that, hey, we're getting rid of Justin Upton for you. And he's really shown why <laughs> yeah. that was a necessary move yeah. this season. So all in all, what a fantastic game against the Guardians last night. We got one more today. Today, happy Detmers Day Woo-hoo! to those who celebrate. It's a chance for a sweet 
<laughs> and uh, there's there's your WCW reference for the day. Yes. I think that uh, if Detmers can turn the corner in the same way that some of these other starters can turn the corner, I think it's going to be uh, a really successful sweep for us. So here's hoping. And speaking of starting pitching, Shohei had a, a struggling five innings, but he got through it. Yep. He And it wasn't one of those situations where Joe Madden pulled him too soon. It was kind of like, yeah, you know what? Five innings, probably good enough. Let him Shohei's get it. still yep. in the lineup. Let him get it. And I, I felt like Joe has turned the corner. Since we had our conversation the other day about Joe Madden pulling his starters too soon, this week has been the complete opposite of that. So, Joe, thanks for listening. Thank you for taking our <laughs> advice. We know that you uh, are a big fan of the Super Halo Bros, and uh, we appreciate you. And don't let it happen again. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up on Locked On Angels, are we seeing peak Mike Trout? Is this the best version ever? We'll tell you why we think so, but first, Locked On Angels is brought to you by Blue Nile. Are you looking for that special gift for that special someone, Jonathan? Well, Blue Nile is here to help you. BlueNile.com is the original online jeweler since 1999. They've helped millions and millions of couples create the perfect engagement ring. Blue Nile is committed to ensuring that the highest ethical standards are observed when they're sourcing their diamonds and jewelry. They have a diamond price guarantee. Contact Blue Nile to compare a competitor's diamond against one of theirs. In most cases, they can meet or beat that price. And if it's not perfect, no problem. 100% satisfaction guarantee. And if you need your purchase fast, in most cases, Blue Nile can deliver overnight. Every order is insured and arrives in a discreet package that won't give away its contents inside. This Mother's Day, give mom or the mother of your kids something that she'll treasure forever. With fine jewelry from BlueNile.com, Locked on Angel listeners get $50 off a $500 purchase. This is a podcast exclusive only through Mother's Day. Use the code LOCKEDON. That's the code LOCKEDON. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives again in a discreet package that won't give away the details of what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. And now, for your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. You get recaps of all the MLB games with analysis from local experts, taking fans through the season like no other network. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, Mike, I brought this up in our last segment. And on this day, 10 years ago, the Angels made this transaction. I'm ready. The Angels have recalled outfielder Mike Trout from AAA Salt Lake Bees and released outfielder Bobby Abreu and the anticipation grew and grew and we got excited and here's this young guy that everybody's been talking about the next Mickey Mantle I remember going to one of his first games and there was just a buzz in the stadium because Mike Trout was finally here absolutely man ever since he has been up with us we have had the opportunity and the privilege to watch him play ball in an Angels uniform ever since that day and in this season alone before last night's game Trout's stats, can I read these out for you? Yeah. A 347 average, five home runs, 458 on base percentage, 776 slugging, and get this, a 1,233 OPS. And and that's before last night's game. Oh my. Yeah. (laughs) So we got to ask this question. Are we seeing the best version of Mike Trout this season? What are your thoughts? My answer is yes. I think that this is peak Mike Trout. And I Mm. think that he 
is on his Mike Trout revenge tour, to quote you. Yes. Because <laughs> he is proving that he is the GOAT, that he is good. And I love that the team around him is talented as well because all of the yeah. conversation about playoffs is going to be taken away this year. The Angels are making the playoffs unless something terrible happens. But I see Mike Trout as his best version. And we've seen a lot of great players over the last few years, last 10, 20 years, like David Ortiz and Edgar Martinez and Derek mm -hmm. Jeter. They looked great until they retired. And I'm of the opinion that Mike Trout is going to be in that category where there isn't going to be a drastic fall off similar to what we experienced when Pujols was on the team. But yeah. I think with Mike, we're going to see somebody consistent all the way till the end of his contract. And so that's going to be exciting to see. Do you agree with that statement? Uh, 100%. I mean, you look at situations like Derek Jeter and David Ortiz and Edgar Martinez. Those guys are good right up until the end. And that's kind of what we had hoped to get with Pujols. We hoped that there had still been some life left in the tank. And his first few years were not terrible. They weren't the first 10 years of Pujols in St. Louis. Right. They weren't bad for what they were. And it just seemed like after we had that playoff run in 2014, the wheels kind of fell off for him. And Mike Trout does not strike me as the type of guy who's going to have this severe decline in his performance because the guy works hard he trains every day and he does his best to stay on the field no matter what even the decision to stay in center field he's like no I'm playing center field right this is happening right even though you and I kind of questioned does he need to move to left to get him off his feet but uh, by all accounts he is still doing very very well in center field and still staying healthy we've seen him sprinting around the bases this season so much and uh, so that's really great to see. So I, I don't imagine Mike Trout will be one of those guys who overstays his welcome. And like you said, peak Mike Trout, how long does this last? What do you think before we start to see a Mike Trout version of a decline, quote unquote? I, again, we'll, we'll double down. I think that we're going to see Mike Trout be Mike Trout for at least the next five years. And, yeah. and I don't think that we're going to see a steep decline of Mike Trout. And, and here's my opinion of why. I think Mike isn't trying to prove the haters wrong. I think he's not sure. trying to make sure everybody sees that he's this great ball player. I think Mike Trout <laughs> is confident in who he is. And Mike Trout, yeah. even though we were wondering about his play in center field and his health, the reason why he wanted to go back out there is because he knows his body the best and he knows mm -hmm. the type of player that he is. And I think he was like, yeah, I don't know why you're asking that question because I'm Mike <laughs> Trout, right? And all of the stats are proving that he is seeing the ball, not just a baseball, but he's seeing a beach ball. And there's all right. of those like really specific stats that make your mind melt when you read them through. But one of them is called barreling, where the ball hits yeah. the barrel of the bat. And Trout, even, even last night, he is smashing that ball. He had two foul balls that just were ripped. Yeah, and th to th left that was field. the moment that I <laughs> I was going to talk about because he he looked like he wasn't missing anything. He was on yeah. every one of those pitches, and I don't think that we're going to see much of a drop off with Mike Trout. But I think what we're getting this year is special, and I think that he's on his way to another. MVP type season. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't think there's any doubt in anyone's mind that Trout can be the MVP for the fourth time in wow. his career. Probably should be the fifth or the sixth time if yeah. you ask this Halo fan. But I don't think that there's any doubt in anyone's mind that he can do it again. And that is even with Shohei Otani being his teammate. So these guys are going to be competing. Man, can you imagine having Trout 
having another MVP season with this team around him. I think that we're destined for success. It's so fun to watch Mike Trout do well this season. I, for one, think that the Angels are on their way to having a productive playoff-bound season in 2022. Locked on Angels is brought to you by Bet online you want to make a good bet this season bet on those halos because they are hot but check out bet online because it's your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info you're going to find all of the latest sports developments league reviews and news including this year's basketball playoffs and of course the major league baseball season which we are rolling in the deep with bet online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs to esports and more, head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. It's Bet Online where the game starts. Yesterday on Locked On Angels, we talked a lot about how the shortstop position is a key position to a successful Angels season. So we talked about really great players like Dick Schofield and Gary DeSarcina. We talked about Eckstein and Johnny's favorite, Eric Ibar. That's Man, right. I miss Ibar. He was great. Yeah, he but was. But then the question came up, well, if shortstop is like a pivotal position for the Angels and their success, what position really doesn't matter as much. And so our opinion on Locked on Angels is that left field actually doesn't matter that much. And and here's why. Because for years, a man named Garrett Anderson was in left field and he is a Halo Hall of Famer. And so when we talk about left field, we mean no disrespect. Right. But here's some of the things that we've discovered. First, in the 80s, because I'm an 80s kid, so I'm going to talk about that. In the 80s, we had a guy named Brian Downing in left field. Mm -hmm. And Brian was like Mr. Halo. Everybody loved Brian and, and he was a talented left fielder and he was on the team in 1986 when the team was good, but he was also on the team and had a couple of really good seasons when the angels weren't so good, like 1983, 1987, 1988, all of those seasons were terrible, but Downing didn't have a terrible season. And here's the point that we're making that even though Downing was really, really good, it didn't have that great of an impact on the team as the left fielder. And then when Downing was really bad, it actually didn't matter to the team. Mm. And so that proved that in the 80s, left field really didn't matter to the Angels. What about the 90s, John? When you look at the 90s Angels, you predominantly have left field run by Garrett Anderson. He was with the team in 95 when they almost made the playoffs, but Garrett Anderson was also there from 96 to 2001 when the Angels really struggled in the second half of that decade. But if you think about the 2000s, of course, Garrett Anderson was there the most, but you Still also there. had a rotation <laughs> of Jose Guillen. He had a really big year in 2004 before he got in a fight with Mike Sosha and they cut got him loose. kicked off the team, right? <laughs> Juan Rivera filled in nicely there in the, in the later 2000s. Even Re Reggie Willits held his own in left field. But this rotation of left fielders kind of proves that the Angels could plug anybody in there and it didn't really determine if the season was successful or not because they all had really solid seasons through the 2000s. So whether they were good or bad, the Angels season wasn't dictated by that left field position. And mm -hmm. so that's why we are of the opinion that if 
we are going to determine our success, left field really doesn't matter as much as the shortstop sure. position or maybe any other position on the field. And again, no disrespect to Garrett Anderson right. because he's our boy. Yeah. We really like him. And I really actually enjoyed watching Reggie Willits play. Do you remember when he had that one remarkable season and every time he came up, the fans were chanting, Reggie, Reggie, <laughs> Reggie. I, I love that guy. He was, he was fantastic. So... That's our conclusion. We feel like like left field is not really a priority position. I got a name for you. How about J.B. Shuck? Remember that Oh, name? gosh. <laughs> yes. 2013 was a terrible year for the Halos, but I was at that game where J.B. Shuck made the catch over the wall in yeah. left field, over that short wall, and I'll never forget that feeling of just like, yeah, because, <laughs> I mean, what did we have to cheer for that season? Other yeah. than some spectacular plays. But, you know, man, the the last 10 years of Angels baseball, left field has just kind of been a, a black hole. And, and yeah. to be honest, that's why we were excited to have Justin Upton out there because it was like, hey, we finally have a, a left fielder who can run the position and somebody that we can count on and who hits very well. And in Justin's first two or three years, he did do really well in left field. It was that 2019 season where he hurt himself in a preseason game against the Dodgers where things just really fell off for him. So I don't know if that's kind of the beginning of his downfall, but between guys like JB Shuck and Justin Upton, and then we tried Josh Hamilton out there and that was a bust. So (laughs) it's just, it really goes to show the last 10 years have been a black hole in left field. But because of all of this, our takeaway here is this. Hit me, Mike. That Marsh, as he plays left field, is a bonus. And then when Adele plays out there, it will only help him to develop, but history teaches that it won't hurt our chances of the Angels making the postseason. Right, right. And, of course, if you have a, a nice platoon of Joe Adele and Brandon Marsh in left field, you get both of their bats in the lineup, these young guys who who need at bats and need to be in the lineup because they're studs. And like we talked about before, center field is Mike Trout and right field, by all accounts, is Taylor Ward right now. And with those four outfielders running the field, we're very confident in this team. But it just goes to show that over the history of the Angels, left field and who is running it in particular is not that significant to the success of of the Angels in the same way that like the shortstop position is that we covered on yesterday's episode. So we really encourage you to go back if you missed that segment in yesterday's episode to check out the segment on the shortstop position and how that contributes to the success of the Angels. But as far as left field goes, doesn't matter who's out there. The rest of the team is going to pick up that position. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. And now make your second listen to Locked On MLB Podcast, hosted by Paul Francis Sullivan. He goes by Soli, and he brings his unique perspective on the major leagues past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Hey, don't forget to give us a follow on Twitter at Locked On Angels and connect with Mike and I personally on Twitter and Instagram at Super Halo Bros. Also, get in our voicemail. Give us a call, 714-409-6396. That number will be in this episode's description. Tomorrow on Locked On Angels, do April wins matter? We'll look at how the Angels have played this April and what it means for the rest of the year. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Angels. Until next time, my name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. And we'll see you right here tomorrow on Locked On Angels. Locked On Angels.